Welcome to Wanjacity, where we have more than audacity. We are Wanjacity. And welcome to SOS, a special passion series. We look at the book of Song of Solomons, or Song of Songs, or SOS, a short opera series, a soap opera series, if you like. Welcome to Wanjacity. Welcome to Falling in Love. telenovelas soap operas are so popular people why do you think it is that yes both men and women are looking for something to revitalize to refresh to reimagine their love lives something like a hot romantic screen but back to the bible we have one unique example some might even know that it should be in the bible it is that passionate so like a romance movie, even the descriptions leave you a little hot under the collar. Little wonder lovers are putting phrases from the book to who they intended. Someone says this way, because it is not just what you say, it's how you say it, and it's who says it. It's the intention of the heart, of the heart. It is much more than a telenovela, a soap opera, a box office romance. It's beyond lustful romance saga. It's a passionate pursuit of biblical proportions, of a lover and his beloved, of a king to a commoner, of Solomon to the Shulamite woman. More than that, it's the love story of the bridegroom king to his bride, of King Jesus to his church. The ultimate divine romance. The Song of Solomon, or Song of Songs, is really a passion of love. You see, for romantic love to really thrive, you need both commitment and romance. Devotion is essential, discipline is a must. But when you have just that, it can feel dry. You need some fresh springs of water, something refreshing, something romantic like fast love, love. So true, like love in action hot, passionate, alive. Something like the Song of Songs that will sing our hearts off. Proverbs in a series of do's and don'ts. We saw that. Ecclesiastes is mostly don'ts, if you ask me. Job did. That's devotion, commitment, it's discipline. All very good. Enter Song of Songs. Enter Romance. It's time to spice up this relationship. Get that matrimonial fire burning. Welcome to the Divine Romance. I'll be using a lot of DBT or the Passion Translation quotes because it's what helped me make sense of the book. I couldn't relate to some things like her neck is like David's tower or her hair cascaded like gold, things like that. The descriptions from the other versions. I mean, I will do a comparison of both. But it's really TPT that opened my eyes, to be honest, to have an understanding of this book. It awakened even renewed passion for God. 
true interpret human to human interaction uh, because some of those phrases are what I call marriage vow worthy they are just marriage vow material worthy but I'm talking about the heart of God because in this series we'll be chasing after God's heart remembering our first love pursued and pursuing our first sweet we'll be keeping it very PG-13 actually as G-rated as possible this book can be very uh, well read it yourself get the essence I'll simply pick the portions that jumped at me feel free to share your impressions and hopefully see the book afresh and if it's your first time hearing reading experiencing the song of Solomon that's awesome get ready to fall in love it is the rich romance of the song of songs and if it's not your first time hearing reading experiencing the song of songs well hey another dose of divine love never hurt so welcome one and all to the great romance of biblical proportions stories you may or may not be a fan but i have personally had my fair share of daytime soaps nighttime telenovelas some gay drama mm-hmm. i have in the past <laughs> in the recent past though i've been on a total self-imposed ban because those things can be oh so time consuming like an addiction so I watched a few in the past years and it is my opinion that the best soap opera makers are Asians. My opinion. They dominate that game. And when I say Asians, I mean particularly South Koreans and Filipinos. Then there are the Mexicans. In that order. Then everyone else. I'm open to persuasion, but as it now stands, those are my favorites. South Koreans, Filipinos, Mexicans, everyone else is dying for fourth place. Koreans are geniuses of the art of drama. K-drama is like nothing else. I have watched several and they have themes you pick up the more you watch, like the importance of family. Actually, come to think of it, that's in all the dramas. Family is drama. In Korean drama, Family ties are portrayed as being deep, very deep. It is almost impossible to break away from them. The culture is also generally rather conservative, so their love scenes are very docile, which is good. There is also almost always a huge wealth divide between lovers, which is again a very common theme or thread in most operas. K-drama has certain classic elements such as their music and their soundtracks are heavenly. The acting is subtle elegance. Their ladies have perfected the art of demure elegance. Watching K-drama is like watching a work of art. At least the ones I watched. Philippines of operas feature a lot of powerful women. These women are strong. They take charge, they command, they get things done. Family, business, politics. And they still maintain competitive beauty standards. They like beauty competitions. In one of the soaps I've watched, they've showcased a lot of wealth, 
There's mansions, there's shopping, there's beauty competitions. They also really like stories of mistaken identity from birth and the confusing deception along the way. Like, for example, sisters who are mixed up at birth who grow up competing, even hating each other only to discover they're related much later. Or another menacing child growing up poor, not knowing they belong to wealth due to someone scheming. You know, that kind of storyline. And let me tell you, it can suck you in episode after episode if you let it thirdly we have mexican telenovelas hey these ones are like ordering shots of sexy packaged and beautiful bodies served up in tight revealing clothes the amount of bodily hotness in these novellas is insane and then it's up there just like their personality expressive exaggerated emotional the tears they fall randomly male female it's it's just easy for them to cry like rain they're all together this loud vivacious vibrant hot they also have a lot of intrigue in the plots too then there's number four everyone else yeah it's for real so as in Song of Songs. As mentioned earlier, it's been called The Divine Romance. It's about love between a man and a woman that grows to a deep devotion of marriage and flat-out romance. It's like a soap opera story. It is the SOS of SOSs, seeing as it also stands for God's love for mankind, a pure love, or like Christ's love for his bride, the church. I love so deep, he suffered and died for her. So combining these two thoughts of the Song of Songs to examples of soap opera stories, we will attempt to discover or rediscover love. In this first part, we look at chapter 1, all the way to chapter 2 or 7 of Song of Songs, where we will meet the main characters. Introductions, first impressions, I'll insert here an African web series to represent everyone else. In the second episode of this SOS series, we will see a deepening love and commitment between our characters and eventually a marriage. We find this in chapter 2, verse 8 to 5 1. And then we will also continue with that same soap opera from the African webisode. Then in episode 3, we will feature some drama on the comings and goings of a love saga. We will capture this from chapters 5 all the way to chapter 8, verse 4 of Song of Songs. And we will experience the full gamut of melodramatic tears, expressions, emotions that works by sampling a popular Filipino teleseries and a Mexican telenovela. Mm, the drama. Last, but certainly not least in my book, is the ending, featuring a special K-drama. Remember I said they are currently my favorites? Yeah. That one will wrap up as well for us. The ending verses from Song of Songs will be from chapter 8, verses 5 to 14. Mere 10 verses, but what an ending. Well worth the wait. It's Passion Packed. It's the one just the passion series you are now on board Manja City Tours. My name is Manja City and this is my city, Manja City. Welcome to the Passion Tour.
the introduction. It's a brief introduction, chapter 1 to chapter 2, verse 4 of Song of Songs. We meet the Shulamite woman, or the beloved, and her lover, the shepherd king. They're already in love when we meet them. The beloved starts us off with a heady declaration of longing for her lover. So heady, she compares his kisses to the sweetest wine. His fragrance is so pleasing to her and she says his lovely name is like ointment or flowing oil to her. She wants to run away into his chambers. They meet and exchange lover's talk. That's what I'll be calling it. Lover's talk. Then they exchange mutual affection. Thank God it's mutual. Is there anything worse than unrequited love? He says she's so lovely to him. She says, but I'm black or dark, depending on the translation you use. If colorism and color issues are not a new thing. He insists that she's yet so lovely. She pleads with her friends not to scorn her or look at her blackened skin, blackened as she is by the sun. Her siblings meet her work in the sun tending the vineyard neglecting her own that's why she's black she says her lover is not stingy with the compliments no he calls her fairest one among women the radiant one he calls her his love oh, so sweet he compares her to pharaoh's royal chariot yeah i think that's like a mercedes in today's estimation someone help me he goes on her cheeks are glowing and then he will enhance her beauty with gold and silver jewelry i am here for this lover's talk oh mr loverman is not done he calls her by other endearments as dearest darling so lovely beauty itself to me says her eyes are passionate eyes like a gentle dove's are they drawing into their love yet this lover's talk is quite something it's something else beloved responds and says her lover is handsome, he's fair, he's pleasing beyond words and she accepts his call or his love calling him herself his rose, his lily of the valleys and he agrees and looks at her with unrelenting love divine. Have you ever heard the phrase his banner of me is love? We find it here. His banner of me is love. She's lovesick. Lovesick, she says. Longing for more. Yet, how could she take more? Indeed, how can we? <laughs> this stuff is intoxicating. It's a good thing we're pausing here from the chapter. We leave her with his left hand cradling her head while his right hand holds her close like an embrace. She's at rest in his love. Every girl's dream. At rest in this love. We finish with a refrain in verse 7 of chapter 2 to her friends, the brides-to-be, not to stir up love until it is time. What does this even mean? Anyway, what a good start. Not much of a backstory between, you know, these two lovers. We are left fleshed out ourselves, which is quite unlike most soaps we watch. Like this Nigerian web series I said at Insert, I discovered it two years ago. Now I 
came late to the party because it had been on for a while. But that was good for me because I didn't have to keep waiting every week for the story to unfold, seeing as it was already in the third season. It took me almost it took them almost two seasons for the beloved in this soap to meet her with Big Boo. First episode was a series of an ex who decides he wants her back and then a potential who fails the test at the start of season two. Thereafter our African princess is on some kind of man cleanse of man first when her man literally bumps into her at the gym before squarely landing in her life by way of her being her new boss at work. You see he's the son to the station owner where she works as a radio presenter. Mm. So this series is about her quest to lose weight and find love. Her mother's pressure to marry her off is just great. And please, please let's not forget her irritatingly lightweight and light-skinned pretty sister. But our dark sister of this show does not... She meets a king and it sparks amazement from one of her outmates who rather fancies the boss for herself because she's like, hey, this guy must be into plus-size women. She's evil. I mean, her character is evil. Anyway, she's kind of like the friends in the Song of Songs, not to say that they're evil. I'm just saying they're minor characters. Eventually, they exchange their lover's talk and that's where we leave them for now as a couple, boyfriend and girlfriend. So we leave our dark princess content and why not? He's a catch, by the way, let me just say he's a catch. And so is our shepherd king. The lover man in Song of Songs, that one is a real king. It's almost certain it was King Solomon. Actually, the book is called Song of Solomon. I think that's as big a hint as you get. And that you have to do for this episode. It was only introductions after all. Shalomite woman to King Solomon. Tiwalade Tunide Makuli of Single Girl in Transit. Yes, that's the name of that web series I have referenced. SOS. Let me meet you in the next episode right here on Manjasiti, where we have more than audacity. We are Manjasiti.